Let us pray. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. John 2.9 Dear Heavenly Father, give me the boldness, like the men in today's reading, to leave my comfort and all I know to follow the plan and purposes of God. As I focus on Jesus, I will be led by His Spirit. I will not allow anyone around me to place doubt in my heart that You are the Messiah, the Chosen One, to change my life, Jesus. Like Your life, Jesus, people may doubt who You've called me to be because of how and where I was raised. But I will ignore the doubters because great things come from obscure places. Quicken my heart so that I will know the time and place to use the gifts you've given me. Bless me with divine obedience so I may walk in the wake of your miracles and point people to your saving grace. I declare that this is the season of miracles. I declare that this is the season of new beginnings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The First Miracle In our last story, the heavens were opened up as John baptized Jesus. The signaling of Jesus' earthly ministry had begun, and all of history was about to be shaped forever. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan. Yet Jesus came out victorious and proved his power over sin and temptation. Now we look at Jesus' ministry taking flight, he calls men to his side and shows them why he is worthy of following. He attends a wedding with his disciples and mother and shows that even the Son of God obeys his mother when asked. Inspired by the Gospels. The last time we were together, we heard how John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus and how he baptized Christ in the presence of a multitude of people. We heard God speak and declare that Jesus is his Son. Following that incredible event, supernatural indeed, Jesus went into the wilderness where he endured and overcame temptation, and now he is ready to begin his earthly ministry. Today, we'll hear about the men Jesus called to walk with him for his time on earth. These 12 men from different backgrounds, none of them obvious choices, but all called by God. Then we'll see as Jesus performs the first of many miracles at the wedding, the wedding feast at Cana. So let's listen to God's word. John was sitting on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The gentle waves rose with grace. Behind him were two of his followers. They spoke of the Lord, his coming, and the future of mankind. As they were speaking, John caught a glimpse of Jesus passing by. John nudged both of his disciples and said, You see that man over there? The two of them looked at Jesus and nodded. That is the Lamb of God, the reason I am here. John's heart skipped a few beats in his chest, and his throat began to choke up with tears. He is the one you should follow. The disciples looked at John intensely, seeing that he truly believed that man to be the Messiah. So they left John's side and began to follow Jesus. Jesus was walking by the shore, feeling the soft breeze on his face. He watched the fishermen tend to their nets and boats methodically. Jesus could hear the slight shift of sand behind him. He looked back and saw two men following him. He smiled. What are you seeking, my friends? he asked. The two men stopped, a little embarrassed that they did not just introduce themselves to Jesus in the first place. We wish to remain with you, they said. 
Jesus nodded warmly, and they followed him. The one who remained with Jesus was Andrew. He listened to Jesus speak. His words were like fire flowing from the earth. Andrew eventually brought Jesus to his brother Simon, a fisherman who was tending to his boat. Simon, he said, we have found him. We have found the Messiah. Simon was a loud and boisterous fellow. He had a fighter's spirit and a sailor's tongue. He looked at Jesus, sizing him up to judge whether he was a man worth following. He was not quite sure yet. Jesus looked at Simon. He could see all of who he was, inside and out. He could see the pain in his heart and the fire in his belly. Jesus laughed and smiled. Ah, Simon, son of John, you will no longer be called Simon. Now you will be called Peter, the rock. Curious as to what Jesus meant, Peter followed him. The next day, Jesus decided to go further into the city of Galilee. Crowds of people came in and out of the gates. As John continued to preach of Jesus' importance, many of his followers began to follow Jesus. The sea of faces rose like waves, but Jesus was intent on finding his chosen men. He saw a man named Philip walking by the road. Philip, Jesus shouted. Philip was alarmed and looked over. Jesus held his shoulders, looked him in the eyes and said, Follow me, Philip. The reason Philip followed is still unknown. Perhaps it was the way Jesus spoke his name. Perhaps it was the way he looked him in the eye. Whatever it was, it made Philip undoubtedly devoted. Later that day, Philip grabbed his friend Nathaniel and said, We have found him, the one whom Moses spoke of, the Messiah. He is Jesus of Nazareth. Nathaniel scoffed. His laughter came from his belly. Nazareth, he asked. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That place is a dump filled with unsavory people. Philip shrugged. Come and see for yourself, he said. So the two of them walked to where Jesus was sitting. As he was approaching, Jesus sat up and said, Ah, Nathanael, a true Israelite, a man in whom there is no corruption. Nathanael's eyes widened. How do you know who I am, he asked. Jesus walked closer. It was just the two of them. I know who you are, Nathanael. Even before Philip called you, I was with you under the fig tree. I heard you. Nathanael's heart broke like a dam when he heard those words. That was a secret time he had between him and the Lord. Underneath the fig tree is where he bore his soul to God. If Jesus had heard him, it could only mean one thing. He was God himself. Nathanael fell to his knees. Truly, you are the Son of God, he said, putting his hands over his face. Jesus gave a gentle laugh and said, You say all this because I saw you under the fig tree? He helped him up to his feet. Trust me, Nathanael, you will see greater things than that. You will see heaven opened and the blessings of God poured out. A few days later, Jesus and some of his followers were attending a wedding in Cana. Hundreds of people were in attendance, including Jesus' mother, Mary. Music, food, and wine flowed as people enjoyed the union of their friends. It was a joyous occasion until the hosts ran out of wine too early. Jesus was sitting at a table with a few of his followers when he saw his mother approaching. They are out of wine, Mary whispered to Jesus. Jesus smiled at his mother. He loved her deeply and knew exactly why she had come to him with this matter. You know my hour is not yet come, Jesus said. 
Neri paid no attention to her son's answer. As only a mother could, she gathered a few of the servants and brought them to Jesus. Do what my son tells you to do. She gave Jesus a look and then left to go reassure the hosts that there would be more wine soon. Jesus chuckled and gestured to the servants. Fill up the six stone water jars to the top with water. So the servants brought the massive jars to the well. They filled them to the brim and brought them back to Jesus. Then he gestured for the water to be brought to the hosts. Go and pour the water into their cups. The servants were confused at Jesus' orders, but did not question him. They carried the jugs of water to the host and poured it into his cup. Out from the jugs came new wine. The host had no clue that the jars were once filled with water, but the servants did. They looked back at Jesus, smiling. The disciples who were beside him awed at the miracle. All were surprised and amazed. All except Mary. Today we learn how John the Baptist sees Jesus once again and once more proclaimed that the Lord is the Lamb of God and that his disciples and all others should follow him. And so two men left John the Baptist and they began to follow Jesus. One of them was Andrew, who soon called his brother Simon. Simon was no shrinking violet and he wasn't afraid to speak his mind. Jesus knew Simon inside and out from the moment they met and he knew that he would serve a very special purpose. So Jesus gave him a new name. Simon's name is now The Rock or Peter. It was an aspirational name as Simon still had much to learn and to grow before he would become the stable, steady rock, the great apostle. Jesus went to Galilee, and as John continued to point people to the true Messiah, more and more people began to follow Jesus. But not all followers were to be disciples. Jesus went about handpicking the men, selecting them who would be his inner circle, the ones who would model their lives after Jesus, their rabbi. You might think that Jesus would have picked the best and the brightest on earth, the most learned theological minds, someone from the priestly caste, those who knew the law inside and out. But that's not what Jesus did. The men he picked were the least likely of candidates in so many ways. Certainly from a human perspective, you wouldn't have chosen these men. But God's ways are much higher than our ways. He saw in them, as he sees in us, potential. What others don't see, God sees. But more importantly, when God worked through them despite their flaws and weaknesses, he was glorified. It's the same with us today. Not many mighty or not many noble are called, according to the Scripture. And God's power, the presence of Jesus, is made perfect in our weakness, our failures, become a platform for Jesus to work. Jesus knew exactly how to speak to each man that he called. And they all saw something in Jesus that was different, something amazing, something special, a man worth following, so that they dropped what they were doing, their careers, their future, and they gave it all to Jesus. Listen to what Nathaniel, one of these men chosen by Christ, says in John 1.49. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. This was just the beginning. Not all of these men could comprehend at this point who Jesus was and is, but Nathanael, he knew. This was the beginning of their journey, and as Jesus said to Nathanael, they would witness much greater things still. We then heard that Jesus, 
and his disciple and his mother attended a wedding feast in Cana. Someone had planned poorly for the feast because they ran out of refreshments. They ran out of wine. It would be a huge disappointment and embarrassment if they ran out of the wine. Mary, who from the beginning, from conception, knew that Jesus was the chosen Messiah of God, that he was filled with the power of God, went to her son and asked him for help. Jesus had not intended to perform a miracle that day, but he loved it and he honored his mother, and so he fulfilled her request. He asked the servant to bring jars and fill them with water, huge jars. Then the jars were taken to the host to pour into cups, and amazingly, when they poured out of the jars, what flowed was the best wine, far better than the guests had been served earlier. The servants were amazed. Everyone celebrated. The disciples who witnessed the miracle began to see what Jesus could do. They began to believe more and more, and they began following Christ closer and closer. They know now that He is the one that the Father has sent to be the Savior of the world, and more miracles, greater miracles, were yet to come. Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the power of His presence in our lives. Thank you that even in the simple things, like a wedding feast, that you bring joy and laughter and happiness and celebration. We thank you, Jesus, for your joy, and we thank you that we can live in the abundance of your life every single day, and we pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make Bible study and prayer the priority of your life. And if you appreciate this podcast, please share it with someone else. I also want to encourage you to go to jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org, for we have resources that are free and available for you so that you may know Christ and grow in Him. Let me also invite you to something very special with myself and my wife, Deb, as we are planning two trips in 2024. One is to Israel, departing April the 1st, to go to the land of the Bible and to walk where Jesus walked. It's a trip of a lifetime. And then an Alaskan cruise adventure in the summer of 2024, in which we will have wonderful times of friendship and fellowship. We'll have worship services and experiences around God's Word and seeing the wonders of God's creation. So two opportunities in 2024 to travel with us to Israel or to Alaska or both. You can go to Prestonwood.org for information. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.